Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me, who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Everybody to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands
Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice now. Come on, dig me. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. One more time, partner. Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, how amazing is that? How good has God been to me? How good has he been to you? Just check yourself sometimes. Just sit up and just, just run a survey. Just look at your life where it's at. It might not be where you want it to be, but that's probably some decisions you made. But really, though, in spite of all the crazy mistakes I done made, I mean, man, I I, I, I look back at some of the decisions I done came up with, and, and, and man, it's, it's, it's just amazing he let me live. I mean, it's it's and 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 to exist the way I exist, it, it does nothing but grace, mercy, favor, all that is. That's what my mama praying for me when I wasn't praying for myself. It had to be it because man, I can truly tell you, I have made enough mistakes, man, stuff you would never even know about, and recovered from them all. You can too, and I don't care what you've done. Marvin Sapp has a song out that says. He saw the best in me when everyone else around me could only see the worst in me. You know, that that's an important song, man. Especially, you know, I want to talk to men today because, uh, man, being a man is so, so difficult. <laughs> Please know, it, it, it has been my quest ever since I was a little boy. My father had one ambition. Son, I don't care what you do, but when I get through raising you, you will be a man. That's all I want you to be. He never cared what I did for a living. It never made a difference to him. You're going to be a man. Manhood is difficult. Now, ladies that's listening to this, I'm not saying womanhood ain't. I don't know what it takes to be a woman. So, you know, but I do know exactly what it takes to be a man. So, you know, sometimes when you talk to people on the radio, you have to, preface things because people are just go he trying to make it look like womanhood ain't no that's not what i'm doing i'm just talking to men today to explain to them that they ain't by themselves and struggling trying to figure this thing out that you are not alone in your quest for manhood that is difficult even it was interesting yesterday the dating game guy he said the reason oh, i didn't get to say this on the air but i read his profile he said one of the reasons he was still single because he was trying to find himself as a man he was 42 I'm, I, I gotta, I, I gotta tell you, man. Um, manhood is that kind of difficult, and it becomes even more compounded if a young boy does not have a male role model. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. A young boy without a male role model is like an explorer without a map. Well, I have a suggestion for everybody that's struggling with manhood, and all of the men out there that are men. This message is for all of us, and it's for me, too. You know, I was listening to Joyce Myers the other day, and um, she made a statement. She said, sometimes you got to do the right thing even when it feels wrong. You know, one of the difficulties of manhood is peer pressure. 
and the misguided principles of manhood. See, what God wants us to be as men and what we believe manhood is, is, is sometimes two different things. I'll give you an example. I wrote this book for women, right? And um, I was telling them the three ways that a man shows his love. And I called them three Ps. We profess, we protect, and we provide. Every man who is a man, that's how he exhibits love. We're not talky-talky, comforting, we're not great nurturers, but when it comes down to, to it, what we all want to do, what is in our DNA, is to profess our love for something, you as a woman, to protect you as a woman, and to provide for you as a woman. That's in our DNA. Now, sometimes that gets messed up, and I'll give you an example. Sometimes when a boy doesn't have the proper real role model in his life, he takes that principle of love that we all possess in us, every man, the professing part, the protecting and the, and the, and the providing part, and we misplay it. That's why gangs exist. Gangs exist off those three principles. What's the first thing a gang member do? He profess. He claim a hood. That's the first thing he do. This is my neighborhood. I'm Deuce Trey. I'm Triple H. I'm Doop de Doop. I'm purple, I'm, I'm red, I'm blue. First thing they do is claim. That's professing. That's how we show our love. But it's misguided, though. Now we professing something that ain't even good for us. Your hood, your gang, your clique. Now, guess what? Now we got to protect it. So now, as a protection part of our love, here we go. You come down here, we gonna do this to you. You go over there, they gonna do that to you. You protect your hood. This your turf. This all you got. You ain't, ain't nobody coming down here with blue on. Can't nobody come over here with red on. You can't come over here with purple on. You can't come over here with black and gold on. And we and we protect that because that's in our DNA. And then what's the third thing? We provide. So guess what the gang need? Money. Guess what we do? We selling drugs. We selling women. We selling guns. It go back to the same thing, man. I don't know how God gave it to me that way when I was writing the book, but he showed it to me along the way. That's how men love. Well, when you don't have a role model in your life, guess what? Now that love is misplaced, it's misguided, it's off track. Ain't no man told you that really you're supposed to take this love and give it to a woman. You're really supposed to profess, protect, and provide for a woman. Not your gang set. Now you professing your hood, repping a color, you protecting your territory, shooting people, driving by, coming over you on your street, and then you provide. Now you out here selling drugs and guns for the same thing. When a boy does not have a male role model, he has a misguided way of looking at manhood. The reason I'm saying this today is because, fellas, this is what I'm saying. Quit tripping yourself out, man, and find out the type of man God wants you to be. Here's the deal. See, God created all of us in his image. That means he's put some of our DNA in him. That's why it's in your DNA to profess, protect, and provide. Because guess what? That's what God do for us. Because we his children. God provides for us. He protects us. And he professes his love for us. He claims us. He died on the cross for us. He done all that for us. I'm just talking to men right now. You don't want to be in your house when the, when the cop knocking on the door. You want to be laying there in peace. See, when my doorbell rang, I can go answer it. Because ain't no police coming over here because I ain't done nothing for them to come. You can't go to your door like that when you got weed in the back. You got crack in the back. You got cocaine in the back. You can't go answer your door.
You hear that? You got to start flushing toilets and stuff, man. That's crazy. I'm just telling you, man, I had to wake up about five years ago. I wasn't doing what God wanted me to do. And then he shook me. He said, man, I'm going to bring about some changes in your life. I'm going to cause some things to happen that's going to put you in a position. And this time you're going to listen to me. Because if you don't, you're going to keep living in this pain you've been in. But you put yourself in this pain. I owe no blame to no one else but myself. Please know I know that. And that's how we, you really get to manhood when you figure out what you done done wrong. You can't blame this on none of your exes because you a man. You can't go, my ex did this. No, no. You a man, partner. You got to take responsibility for yours and yours alone. If you got kids, you got to get to them some kind of way. Write them a letter, send them the money. If she won't let you see it for the money, whatever. Send the money to her mama. Do what you're supposed to do as a man. Do what God wants you to do, man, because he not letting us off the hook for what we supposed to be just because you ain't doing it. And if you do it, you turn your life around. Just hollering at the fellas today, that's all. Sorry about that. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people from all around the world, you are listening to the baddest morning show in the land, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today, uh, we open on a somber note, man, yeah. because um, it's just been so much going on in this world we live in today. Um, man. Really sad, Steve. I mean... Unbelievably sad. The deadliest. Is, yeah. It's the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. Absolutely. Can you believe so it? So sad. I mean, this is it's really unbelievable. Real. You know, people go to a concert to have a good time, be with mm-hmm. their friends and family, see their artists, the artists that they love, and, you know, the next minute you're running for your life. And you don't know... T- to run to where? Yeah, and where yes. is this coming from? Coming from from where? Yeah, you know it, it's who, why? Yeah, it, it, that's the biggest question of them all, Steve. Why? Why would someone do this? Why would someone uh, reserve a hotel suite on last Thursday? Yeah, yeah, and and carry in all these guns, take a hammer to break out the windows in the hotel. At that, the Mandalay Bay. Yeah, resort and casino, the hotel we all know very well, a well, city that yes. we love and know very well, Vegas. Uh, we were mm-hmm. all just there last weekend for the iHeart Music Festival. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, why would someone, that is the biggest question, and, you know, no one has answered that except to say that, you know, uh, the more they search, the more weapons they find and explosives that they find. You know, just a sad uh, arsenal of of ammo, yeah. and guns, and and explosions. This this man, it's just unspeakable. Seventeen yeah. guns found in his hotel room. And you know, I'm gonna sound like a broken record mm-hmm. yes. all day long. Say it, say it. But we have been screaming say for it. gun laws in this country. Gun control. That's it, Steve. <sighs> but there is no reason for a human being to own an assault rifle that can get off more than six to eight rounds. And you're so not used to that sound. That's why people thought it was firecrackers and things like that. Fireworks are part of the show, part of the festival. Right, that's what they thought. They thought it was part of the festival to hear that noise. They weren't 
aware. They mm-hmm. and you don't think that. Yeah, what? you don't think that that's happening. In your wildest imagination, you don't think that at an outdoor festival that something like that would happen. And then you know, Steve, there's always that other side, but it's too soon to talk about it now. But it's like, if not now, when do we talk mm-hmm. about gun control? When do we do something about it? You know, or or are these things going to keep happening? When is I it enough? And, you know, the sad part about this is all, you know, what we're going to do is discuss it. And, and, you know, it's sad because it don't bring nobody back. Mm-mm. It don't give us no answers. You can't ever ask these fools why because they end up dead. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's just a day of, uh, man, this is crazy. Yeah, we'll be back. We we have to go to commercial break right now, Steve. We'll be back at 32 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Many people, uh, as we've been discussing across the country, are are just still stunned and shocked and in awe about the tragic news of this deadly mass shooting at at the Country Music Festival in Vegas. Uh, So many people were killed. More than 500, 500 people were injured. The incident happened during the Route 91 Harvest Festival concert. And according to various reports, the gunfire began... um, you know, while Jason Aldean, I should say, that was the headliner, was on stage. And many people thought it sounded like fireworks. They right. they soon realized, as we were saying earlier, something very different was going on. Witnesses say that the sound appeared to be coming from the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino and that the shooting was downward into the crowd below. That's another thing. You know, the elevation uh, you know, of it all. He, it, it wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't at ground level like, like you know, a lot of the other um, incidents have been. This is someone above you shooting down on you, which is really horrible, you know, shooting down into Jesus. the crowd below. I, I know, it, it's just unthinkable. President Trump addressed the nation following the mass shooting. Uh, the president was somber. He really was as he sought mm-hmm. to strike notes of grief, unity, and hope. Take a listen. Hundreds of our fellow citizens are now mourning the sudden loss of a loved one, a parent, a child, a brother or sister. We cannot fathom their pain. We cannot imagine their loss. To the families of the victims, we are praying for you and we are here for you. And we ask God to help see you through this very dark period. Yes, and the president also thanked the first responders because they were on it. They were yes, really they were. on it in Vegas. I mean, and they had no idea, no, that they were going to be overwhelmed the way they were when they arrived on the scene. Yeah. So the yeah. fact okay, that does anybody they, know how, how did he? How did the gunman? Because I haven't heard this discussion. How did he end up dead? He killed himself. He killed himself. Yeah, he shot himself. <sighs> he shot himself. Yeah. That's what I've been talking about, man. Look, if you're going to, look, you sick of your life, man, go somewhere and be sick of your life. What is the killing all these innocent people for? Yeah, and it went on, they say, for like 10 to 15 minutes, Steve, just out there, just shooting, just, you know, I mean, and then there would be silence, then more shots would come, then silence, then more shots would come, yeah. How how many people have been pronounced uh, well, at last count, it was 59. Jeez. Yeah. 
59. 59. And then over 527 at last count were um, were injured. It was 22,000 people there. Yeah. People injured. Injured, injured yeah. yeah. 22,000 people, though, the crowd estimate uh, at the concert. And what I was also hearing was that when when the police tried to get into the hotel to the Mandalay Bay, trying to figure out where he was, mm-hmm. you know, when they looked up and saw that the 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 fire, the smoke detector in the hotel yeah, room went off, yeah, went off because of all of that, you know, ammunition. The and they yeah. Were, yeah, they were trying to get into the hotel room, and obviously that's when they discovered mm-hmm. uh, he had killed himself, along with all of this ammunition that he had around him, yeah. this arsenal of firearm that he had. Yeah. And you break room. the window out at Mandalay Bay. That's not he a used hammer. window. Yeah, I used a hammer, uh, to, to, and it was two windows. He had that corner suite, Steve, and two windows he broke. So they said he set up two guns, and, you know, yeah, the, on, a, on a tripod, and so he was going back and forth, back and forth. Oh, just unbelievable. And then they went to his home. He lived, uh, about, I guess, about 80 miles outside of Vegas. And he had like 18 additional firearms and explosives at his home. home. Yeah. yeah, in Mesquite. Mesquite, he, Nevada. And then a he has a, an accountant, mm-hmm. a retired accountant. Uh, this man was Steve, and he um, gambled. He yeah. gambled a lot. He played a $100 poker hand. He was and, supposed to be pretty know. wealthy, right? Yeah, he mm-hmm. was comfortable. They mm-hmm. said he lived, you know, very comfortable in a nice area. And people are just... In a retirement community. Yeah, they yeah. don't understand what happened. You know, he's never been in trouble with the law so far from what they're saying. Mm-hmm. He has never been in trouble with the law. But um, his father... Oh, boy, his dad, yeah. Steve. His dad was one of the FBI most wanted. He was a bank um, robber. and Bank uh, robber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> okay. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really have a lot to say because I'm just, it, it's, 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 you know, I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here. I keep saying gun control. I keep saying gun control. We keep saying in police brutality. We keep saying, we keep saying, we just keep saying, man. Yeah. Um, and I'm, 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 you know, I feel so horrible for the families, for the, all the innocent people, mm-hmm. man. Just out to have a nice time in the evening yeah. with some demented butthole. Ain't got nothing going on right in his life. Got some demented thought. And on the side, kill a bunch of folks. Just shoot Man, into an open please. crowd. I mean, just he, it was like he was a hunter and they were the prey, and he just opened fire on them for absolutely no reason. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But, but the, the first responders, I mean, all the people that are working in the hospitals and the trauma centers, because they had to get those people out of there and, you know, to the hospitals. A lot of people died at the hospital. Um, you know, that the were shot on the said scene. They just kept coming. Yeah. They kept coming. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, coming up next, uh, Miss Ann is here with our national news and, of course, the latest information from Las Vegas. And uh, we'll hear what she has to say, of course. And then later on, of course, I mean, we know that things happen in the world, but we're here to do our job as well. And the show must go on. And Nephew Tommy is here with a prank phone call. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Anna's going to be I here with... <laughs> you still got man, still I'm so mad. Mad. I've been thinking about some stuff. Come man. on, Steve. Brenda Renner. <laughs> you know that name's for this real. Hell, man. <laughs> Wait she a minute. Told on you. Is Brenda listening? Uh, I hope she is. I ain't never liked her. <laughs> I ain't never liked her after that. This heifer told the biology teacher, I let the frog out. <laughs> Did you let the frog out? Yeah, let the frogs out. <laughs> let the frogs out. You know you did let all your frogs out. <laughs> 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 they ain't lying on you, but they just fact they told. I can't, what you tell it for though? <laughs> now here we are. We we gonna die. We in, we in, we gonna dissect the frog. Mm-hmm. Damn frog! Now look, now unless we gonna do Friday frog legs, oh. I didn't see the purpose of this. Because at no point in my life am I ever gonna need to know what's in the inside. <laughs> of a that frog. is biology class. You Who know that was? now, and that has never come up. Has ever. Dog, everybody ever. never asked me nothing about the inside of no damn frog. So I let the damn frog out. I just wasn't dealing with it no more. I'm in junior high hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I let the damn frog out, man. <laughs> Oh, man. They never did find that Ooh, damn frog. let the frogs out. Ooh. So she ratted on you, Brenda. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> That's crazy, Steve. <sighs> All right, nephew, you're up with Run That Prank Pack. What you got? Your wife having a black baby. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> Not this again. No, Your wife you. having a oh. black baby. <laughs> That's how you shock white people. Your wife having a black baby. Oh, God. Yay, yay. <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> Run it. Hello? Uh, hello, I'm looking for a uh, William. This is Mr. Uh, how you doing? Listen, my name is Simmons. I was, uh, I don't know how to, uh, oh, man. My wife and I evidently go to the same uh, fertility specialist that you and your wife go to, Dr. Uh, Doc. Are you familiar with Doc? I'm familiar with Doc, but that's supposed to be confidential. Yeah, I'm aware of that as well, sir. My wife is out on business right now. She's she's gone for won't be back until Tuesday. But uh, I got a call today, a very disturbing phone call, and wanted to, you know, I looked your number up. They did tell me wh- what was going on, and kind of oh, wanted so to let somebody- you. Somebody told you my number. You got you got my number from somebody. No, I I, I looked up your number. Uh, here here it is. In that show, my wife and I evidently we, you, you and you and your wife have been going through the same type of problems of trying to get pregnant and, and so forth and so on. And uh, from my understanding, your wife is what four five months pregnant. I'm I'm not sure. Wait a minute. Yeah, my wife is exactly five months pregnant, but I, I'm still confused on how you're getting in touch with me and what this has to do with me. Well. I mean, all that stuff that we've gone through is totally confidential, and I, I'm kind of uh, offended that you're calling me. I understand that. Well, what's what's happening is um, I got a phone call from the doctor's office today. It seems like there's been a huge mistake by the doctor's office. Evidently, your wife has been artificially inseminated with my seed, and I, I, I was— What? I mean, I, I'm just as disturbed as you are. You know what I mean? Because I, I mean, me and my wife are—you know—my wife is two months pregnant, and finally. I, how could they do something like that? I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, sir, I, I, I have no idea. All I know is, is that you know, I, I hate to, to use the expression, but I'm, I'm, I'm your wife's baby's daddy, and and. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. I, 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 no. 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 I, <laughs> 
So I, uh, Mixed up. That, 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 didn't ha- that doesn't happen. No way. Sir, I'm trying to make sure I bring the news to you and see if there's anything that we can do. to. I mean, I mean, after being five months pregnant, it's kind of hard to rectify the problem. So okay, I, I, and I don't want this to sound rude, and I don't want this to sound wrong. You said baby daddy. Are you black? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. black, and my wife is going to have a black baby? Well, yeah, your wife is going to have a black baby, but what I want you to know is I'm not paying no child support. That's you're, what you're about child support, and my wife is having some other black dude's kid. Are you crazy? No, I'm not. Are you out of your mind? No, I'm not out of my mind. I'm just saying I didn't lay down and conceive a child with your with your wife, so I'm making sure I'm not going to be paying no child support. Man, I'm not even worried about the child support. I'll pay the child support. I'm worried about my some doctor making a huge mistake, and 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 oh my god. Your wife uh, is having. going to have a black baby. I can't believe this. This, this, well, no. oh, this is unbelievable. It's well, unbelievable. And I can't believe you didn't call my house what? and give me this. Doctor should give me this. Well, don't you I'm want it? I'm, it doesn't matter who gives you the news as long as you get the news. Now, what I want you to do is this. Please don't be giving the baby no white names and stuff. Make white names. I can't believe that you're, you're so. This is incredible. Incredible. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Calling me on Sunday, give me that. I'm, I'm ready to go crazy. This is crazy. Okay, uh, this this is this is no reason to be violent, sir. You see what I'm saying? This already <laughs> no lets reason me... to be violent. You're you're worried about me about paying child support and talking about your seed and and your baby's daddy and all. Oh man, this this is bringing the best out of me. I can promise you. Unbelievable, man. Let me let me ask you something, sir. Do you think you may need anger management? I mean, you're not going. <laughs> you... you know. Are you going? You're not going. You're not going to beat my child, are you? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you, you know how to push man's buttons. I can promise you, man. That's crazy. No, I ain't gonna beat nobody's baby. I, crazy, See, I don't want you being violent to me and your wife's baby. <laughs> nope. Oh, spin this thing around, huh, man? Where, where the do you live, man? Who the is this? Okay. Who is this? Because I. Oh man, this I, is. Crazy. Well, here's what I'm gonna ask you: Do do you think you might want to be the godfather to the child? <laughs> to, to my own kid? No. Well, I, I guess it wouldn't be my kid. It's, it's not. It's me and your wife's Shut child. You don't you say that you crazy? Don't you say that? Don't it, you say that? That drives me even thinking about something like that. It's don't me. You talk about something like that. But it's me and your wife's child. No, it ain't you and my wife. It was a mistake. So don't you even talk like that, you crazy. I'll tear a hole in your head. Don't you talk like that. Okay, okay. You're going to tear a hole in whose head? In your head, you crazy See that? This, see, this, me up. Yeah. this is, this is the kind of thing I don't want my child around. This kind, <laughs> this type of talk. This type of violence. See, you white folks get mad and want to kill everybody in the room. Why don't you kill who you mad at? Why do y'all do that? you. you. this, man. Can I, can, I, can I say one more thing to you? Can I do that? I don't know if I can take any more news from you, man. I'm jumped through the phone. I got one more thing to say to you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to kill that. Oh, man. Why was that? Oh, it's.
took us so long trying to get pregnant. She's going to play, play a game like this. That's wrong. Oh, you got me, man. You freaking got me, man. Yeah, we listen to Steve Harvey radio show all the time, man. That's awesome. You guys are great. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to go find her and give her a big kiss. I'm going to do that for her. God. All right, man. I got you one. Son of a <laughs> I got one more question for you, baby. What is the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey radio show in the morning. <laughs> Oh my God! Tell Somebody's me. gonna hurt him one day. <laughs> he scares huh? me. Yeah. Do you? Are you concerned for your nephew at all, Steve? I'm still sitting here pissed off about the. <laughs> 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 I don't really give a damn about that. He didn't even hit a prank. Baby. I don't see nothing about that. You right? still don't don't baby. Baby. You got other issues right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coming up next, Miss Ann is here with our national news. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so um, gun control, of course, you know, is a legitimate issue here. Uh, we need action. We need gun control now. We don't need to talk about it, bring politics into it anymore. I mean, w- what is it going to take for us really to, to deal with this issue like it needs to be dealt with? Former Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton, amid the fallout of the massacre in Vegas, turned the political spotlight on a gun bill that's currently making its way through the House. The crowd fled at the sound of gunshots. Imagine the deaths if the shooter had a silencer, which the NRA wants to make easier to get, she tweeted. She wrote later, our grief isn't enough. We can and must put politics aside, stand up to the NRA and work together to try and stop this from happening again. Exactly. If not now, when? Then when when are we going to ever deal with this issue? Well, see, the NRA is only strong not because of the amount of money they make, but the amount of money that they give to political campaign and lobbyists. They give a tremendous amount of money to them. That way, they control what the gun laws are. Now, until these politicians who accept money from this group decides that people's lives and the community is more important than their particular lifestyle or desire to be Senate or Congressman, it's not going to change. And that, my dear friends, is the sad part of about it because that's their way to their life ambition in politics. So they're going to keep taking this money. I don't see how we can put a stop to this because these people know good and hell well we need gun laws. They know it, but the NRA wants to keep record arms sales. They make money every time a gun is sold. Every time a gun is traded, somebody got to come get a new one. They make money like that. So now here they come. Now all these people sitting here, man, just making money off the NRA sales of guns. They give them to the politicians. And these people are so gutless and hide behind this hidden money to act like, well, we just going, it's America, it's the Second Amendment yeah. that you have a right to bear arms. Everybody mm-hmm. don't need no damn gun, and the dude in Vegas shouldn't have had none. Nope, nope, no. Nope. Them boys at Columbine shouldn't have had one. Sandy Hook nope. shouldn't have had one. Nope. 
Well, that's right. Steve. Orlando at that club. Orlando. Yeah. Shit in the head one. So now while we sitting up here saying every American got the right, every American don't have the right. You must be crazy, man. Because you don't have to go through any type of psychological uh, tests or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Now this nut with all these damn guns. Something wrong with him. Mm, He done got a sweet and killed all these people. But we still steady sitting up here talking about this old ass amendment we got. This amendment old just like that constitution old. See, they make amendments when they can't get around it no more. But because the Constitution is meant, it don't mean the people is right. Everyone in this country has an inalienable right to the pursuit of happiness. Unless you black driving a car. Mm-hmm. Come on, tell the what? truth. <laughs> so now, here we go again. Now we got, now who, who else got to die? See, How many? How many people have to die? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If not now, when? If, if we don't talk about this now, after the worst American tragedy in modern history, when are we going to talk about this? I was talking to it, two men from London yesterday. You know what they said? What's wrong with you guys? Yeah, yeah. But if we say it with this British accent, then we, we get shunned. Piss Morgan can't talk about it. I can't bring it up, but it's not right. You guys have got to do something. Okay, everybody know that but us? No, because we the ones over here making money off of it. All ladies right, and gentlemen, Steve. she's here, and uh, I'm going to be quiet for a minute and just hear what she has to say. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you, Steve. Good morning, everybody out there. And, uh, yes, it is an awful, awful occurrence over and over and over again. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Authorities now say they know who murdered 59 people attending that country music concert in Las Vegas Sunday night. They say they know who, how. He got a whole lot of guns and just started shooting, but they still, still do not know why. So as cops in Las Vegas try and figure out what led 64-year-old Stephen Paddock to rent a room at the Mandalay Bay Hotel last Thursday and go out on the balcony Sunday night and start shooting people, the FBI's Aaron Rouse says investigators are going to leave no stone unturned. As this event unfolds, we have determined to this point no connection with an international terrorist group. As this investigation continues, we will continue to work with our partners to ensure that this is factually, thoroughly, and absolutely investigated to be able to bring comfort and peace back to this community. At last count, the death toll stands at 59 people dead, 527 injured. Some of the injured are in critical condition, which means the death toll could rise. Former President Obama has reacted to Sunday night's mass shooting. He tweets, quote, Michelle and I are praying for the victims in Las Vegas. Our thoughts are with their families and everyone enduring another senseless tragedy. President Trump reacts this way. In times such as these, I know we are searching for some kind of meaning in the chaos, some kind of light in the darkness. The answers do not come easy. Meanwhile, hundreds have turned out to give blood to those in need. Meanwhile, President Trump is to visit Puerto Rico later on today to survey the damage there. He'll be in Las Vegas on Wednesday. Finally, from the world of rock and roll and music, Hall of Famer Tom Petty has died. Cause of death, cardiac arrest. Tom Petty, 66 years old. Eugene the Butterfly, 20 minutes after the hour. Stay tuned to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, introduce Jay. Get it right. And then, Jay, you have to introduce the Butterfly. Jay Anthony Brown. Oh! 
Cause I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You changed it. Change you, it up you on you. It. Did that switch it up? You know what I like about it? You didn't say the butterfly at all. Right. I don't like that part. No, yeah. you have to say. Do my name. you know the butterfly? Cause I do. It's catchy. Right there, baby. It's catchy. It's catching on. Mm-hmm. It's no catchy. made us famous. Very, very famous. Thank you so much, J. Anthony Brown. Do you know the butterfly? I do. I love it. Um, good morning to all. Stephen Curly Carla. Junior, J. Anthony Brown, nephew Tommy. Good morning to everyone. Morning, butterfly. Flap on. Flap on, Flap on, butterfly. (sighs) Flutter, flutter. I was trying to get the the counselor on today to speak with me and Steven. Oh, yeah. Um, But the counselor was busy. Um, Mm -hmm. Shirley, do you think you could be a mediator right now? Well, I'll I'll do the best I can between you and Steve, yeah. Because Steve already looks like he has an attitude. I mean, right off right the bat, language. it says it all. <laughs> not, not the council session. So the exercise on. that we're going to do, Stephen, is I'm word association that will help us. So I say a word, hey. and you say a word. <laughs> no. no. Okay. no. He, let, let the butterfly start. So first. he does what now? He's going to say a word, and then you say a word. Okay. You let him go first. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. La- love. Hey. <laughs> Still works. <laughs> His word didn't change. Care. Less. Oh, God. Come on. Come on, butterfly. Next. Feelings. None. (laughs) Come on. Come on. We might have a breakthrough before this is all over. Let's go. Friends. To who? (laughs) Come on, butterfly. (laughs) Where's the... <laughs> no, go ahead. We, not, you want to play? Come on. No, this going? is an exercise. Keep, keep going. It's, yeah. it's not going well. <laughs> Just go ahead. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, birds. 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 Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a gift. Because <laughs> oh, wolves eat birds. What? <laughs> <laughs> he a bird. Happy. I'm a wolf. <laughs> Happy. Happy. Oh, that's a good one. Happy. Fortune. Oh, okay. 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 So we're getting good. somewhere. We're getting yeah. somewhere. Okay. Rainbow. <laughs> you got one in your mind. Okay. <laughs> mm. Come on, that. rainbow. Pass. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sky. That's not bad. That's not bad. Okay. Um. Dumb. Shut up, Junior. Here's the last one, Steven. Kiss. Oh, my. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steven Paddock, the gunman who killed at least so many people. I mean, golly. Uh, Anyway, I don't even. uh, And injured over 500 in Las Vegas before taking his own life. Uh, He had multiple weapons uh, of arsenal, uh, firearms, explosives, and ammo in his 32nd floor room at the Mandalay Bay uh, in Vegas. He checked in on last Thursday. He used a hammer to break the two windows and then fired onto the crowd at the Route 91 Harvest Fest across the street. Uh, Authorities say that hotel staffers such as maids were in and out of the room. No one reports having seen anything unusual. Take a listen at a female eyewitness as she recalls the seconds after the shooting started. 
Everyone was just like literally laying on top of each other trying to get out of the way and the shots just kept coming and we ran and everybody's hiding everywhere. I mean, they're hiding under the bleachers and the stanchions and anywhere they could and everyone's telling us to run, run as fast as you can. Wow. Yeah, I mean, can you just imagine, you know, what those people must have gone through, what they're going through. It's absolutely horrible. It's horrific. Yes. And you know what? We got to do something. Yes. Yes. How many before we do something? Because right now, man, reacting to it ain't enough. It's too late. Yeah. I mean, hats off to the first responders and everything. I'm not talking about that type of reaction. I'm talking about what we got to keep going through before somebody passes some bills to say, hey, man, we're going to slow this way down. It's a bill, man. All we got to do is pass a bill. Well, what what is the what's in the bill? You what what is it? It, 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 really, bill, really? Well, really, let me tell really, you guys. Hey, Steve. listen to me. The the bill that they want to do now is going to make buying a silencer easy. That's because crazy. easier That's because crazy. a silencer is really no one should have a silencer. No, absolutely. Unless not. you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Right. That's what a silencer's for. If you don't want anybody to hear you shooting, here comes a silencer. Mm-hmm. Well, now they want to be able to make it easier to buy a silencer. That's not our damn problem, though. Our damn problem is the Second Amendment that needs amending. Well, that's what Hillary is saying. Put politics aside. Stand up to the NRA. That's what she's saying. That's why them damn skinheads, them punk-ass clans, and them white supremacist hate groups can get a permit. Because we America. We can get a permit and walk down a peaceful street to tell everybody how much we hate them. And we get a ass a permit. I don't understand how we keep doing this. They're not protesting. The Klan is not protesting. The skinheads and, and the white supremacists are not protesting. They're promoting a line of thinking. Protest is different. Protest is some signs fighting against something. Now, what you can't do is fight against the life of somebody else. You don't like Jews, blacks, and gays, so now here you come. Hold on, man. You can't get a permit for that. See, see, see we so free. We, we so free, we stupid. We stupid free. We one country that really, really need to pull back on some of the freedoms. Yeah, yeah. No, because no. if you're telling me. If you're telling me, since you want to have this argument about this kneeling for the flag and honoring the soldiers, which I do, you're trying to tell me that these brave men and women that are over here fighting for our freedom is the freedom that your ass can walk in a gun and turn around and turn it on a bunch of people. That's what they're over there for. Because I think they'd all come home if you told them that's what they was over there for. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This this Second Amendment needs adjusting. Yeah. It does. Yeah, no. this, it, it really this does. Bill Steve. that they call it, Steve, the Sportsman's Heritage and Recreational Enhancement Act, mm-hmm. and it is uh, normally serves to enhance opportunities to hunt and fish on federal land, but it also includes provisions that will abbreviate the costly background check required to buy suppressors, which we know are suppressors. silencers. It's a damn yes. silencer. That's you, a silencer. Nobody needs a silencer unless you're doing something wrong. Right, and why are yeah. we trying to abbreviate it? <laughs> Come on, we gotta go. Let's go to break. We'll be back. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up uh, at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after today's Strawberry Letter. But first, Nephew Tommy with the prank phone call. What you got, Neff? We're pranking a comedian today. When you prank a comedian and tell him that he stole a joke, that's the worst thing you can tell a comedian. Oh. Guy Tory. <laughs> I love this one. I love it. Guy I love it. Tory. Oh, guy? You, you stole my joke. Hello? Uh, uh, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to reach Guy Tory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, this ain't out of, uh, Decatur, Georgia. Listen, I want to call you for a sec. I got your number from, uh, one of the comedians. And, uh... What, 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 what comedian? Uh, down here in Georgia. I got your number okay. through them at the club. So... Okay. I want to holler at you about this here, man. Uh, you know, I've been in the game probably, like, Oh, right, like two years now I've been doing stand-up. And here lately, you know, everybody telling me, you know, that when I get off stage saying, hey, you know, I seen Guy Tory do that joke. And I'm saying, what, what you whoa, saying? Whoa, 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 who, who telling you, telling you what? I'm doing your jokes? I mean, I'm just telling you that's supposed to be what's going on. And this ain't the first time I'm hearing it. You know, whoa, whoa. every time I get off, I'm hearing, hey, Guy Tory been whoa, 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 whoa. What's your name again? This d- ain't out of Decatur. Dude, I, dude, I don't even know you, man. I, I, but I, I know that too. But what I'm saying is, you know, I'm trying to come to you like a man and tell you what I'm hearing. You know. Okay. Well, what joke? What joke? What joke is it, dude? Because it's like, come on, man. It's like, if it's a premise, is it what joke? What joke they saying that I stole from you? Well, I'm, all thirty of my minutes that I do, they saying you doing all of them. Well, what's all I'm doing? I got do. I do. I do thirty minutes of my sleep, man. That's all you got. Come on, dude. Well, my understanding is you doing, you know, damn near my whole routine. Yo, you got, you got, you you got the wrong person. First of all, you you got me confused with somebody named. Pimp. I don't steal jokes. I've been in the game fifteen years. I ain't never stole a damn joke. So I don't know, I don't know what people you got telling you. You know, every time you get off stage, I'm doing your material. But do I do my own material? Do I live my life? I tell my own story. Do I? I don't know. Don't. Crap, man. Look, look, man. Look, I ain't trying to get into it like this here. All I'm saying is, if I find out you do one more of my jokes. Hold on, hold on. First of all, yeah, first of all, don't, yeah, hold on. First of all, you ain't got to curse at me, dude. I ain't cursed at you yet, all right? So don't even come at me like that. First of all, you been in the game two years? Dude, come on, man. You got mine, man. You, look, all I know is people telling me that 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 you up there doing, and I, you know, I already know about you, your brother, and all that there. That on none of that there phase me. I know he. Uh, Who ain't gotta bring my brother to this? I'm just saying, I know he little wakes and all that there. Gotta be all like that. Right, so what you wanna do? All right, all right. I'm doing your jokes. If I'm doing your jokes, all right. What you wanna do about it then? All right. If I okay, say I'm doing your jokes. What now? What? No, you ain't finna now sit here. Now what? What? Hey, now what? Hey. I'll, okay, I, I'm coming what, what? to L. I'm coming to L. A. You know what? I tell you what. You ain't gotta come to L. A. You in Georgia? I'll follow you. It'll be a way game for me. I'm undefeated. I'll come in your country backyard and and, and, and come on your turf. I'm from. Now, how about that? I'm from. De- you, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, that, this Decatur right here. This Decatur. Don't let this Hollywood fool you, dude. These movies, the TV show, mean. All right. I'll get it up in a minute. Do I? Don't 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 challenge my manhood or my act. 
Who you think you might think you a little old uh, uh, Mayweather or something? You can't. You, you about to get Mayweather. You about to, you keep talking. You accusing me of stealing jokes. That, that dude, that dude, that's the worst thing you can do to a comedian is accuse him of stealing your jokes. Yo, you been stealing my jokes and all the comedians know it. All of them know it. I know you, dude. Everybody you know. any TV show? Not now. Then how am I doing your joke? I, don't remember, I ain't never seen you before, man. These little, these little penny ante clubs you playing, I don't even step foot in, dude. See, now you trying to do disrespect my come up and how I'm trying to get where I'm going. Dude, whatever, man. Dude, you need to set that to somebody else, Okay, dude. all I'm going to say is this right here. When I see your little it's on and pop. Cause well, see, hey, hey, dog, dude. You messing with my livelihood now. Dude, I'm dude, with whatever, you. dude. Dude, dude, you, you accusing my reputation, dude. That's worse than that. I mean, I know you got some movies and stuff and then done the, 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 the death jams. They ain't got nothing to do with it. They ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm still a you get You get straight knocked the out. Period. How about that? I, all I'm saying is I'm finna put the word out there that God Tory is stealing D. Keep my D name out your mouth. You stealing D. Wayne jokes, baby. That's what you yeah, do. Put it out there if you want to. Put it out there if you want to. Keep my name out your mouth. Well, Keep quit. my name out your Mouth. Then quit stealing my jokes. Whatever, dude. I ain't stole. I ain't stole nobody jokes, pimp. You got me confused. I'll put a St. Louis with on you real quick. Okay, I'm. I'm. I tell you what, then. Is you in? Yeah, you got tell me. What else, what else have you got to say, dog? It's done. When we see each other, we just going at it. We, ain't nothing else to be said. And quit saying my jokes, you little shout fool. Yeah, whatever, man. All right. Well, we can tell short I am when I'm, when I'm on your face. How about that? That, and that's fine with me. And I got one more thing I want to tell your little Is you, you know what I mean? Is you listening? I'm listening. I've been listening all the time to this you've been talking. This nephew Tommy God Tory from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You, you uh, just yeah. got <laughs> You bar your road game, me. Dude, dude, I was driving, man. I pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> you a punk, man. You a punk, man. Oh. You a punk. God, dog, I, I know the worst thing you could tell a comedian is you done stole my joke. Dog, that's gunfire. Dude, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, you had me. Dude, I pulled over, man. <laughs> all right, all right. You got it. Yeah. Dude, uh, all right, all right. I, I got dude, you. Dude, what is, and you know yourself, what is the baddest radio show in the land? Come on, man. Steve Harvey Morning Show, pimp. There is no other player. God, I got you. I'm going to get your brother, too. I got you. Hey, hey, get him, man. Let me know, dog. You got me. Because I was, dude, I was hollering slave, man. <laughs> Boy, that little ignorant ass oh, St. Louis was ready man. to go, wasn't he? Yeah, he was ready wasn't he? Though, yeah. <laughs> this ain't got nothing. This ain't got nothing to do with my brother, punk. <laughs> I got you by myself. <laughs> That's my man, GT. Big yeah, up to God Tour. Like, yeah, you got him though. You definitely got him. Oh yeah, you got to go get him now. You got anybody you want me to get, Jay? Yeah, George Wallace's mama. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be hard because she got a rotary phone, so. <laughs> Going on her. God, can, uh, Jay, can I prank Lou now? Yeah, you can prank me now, but really, George Wallace's mama, yeah. And then, that's, that's my best bet. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, she don't get pri phone privileges, but on Thursday, because she in jail. Oh, everybody knows that. George Wallace's we mama don't know that. She <laughs> <laughs> was there when OJ left. Bye, OJ. <laughs> 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 
Oh, I could prank OJ. I promise. Come on, talk to me. Get your to ass. Oh, that would be don't a great around. prank. Hey, hey, don't mess around. Get your ass. Okay, why you trying to laugh and be funny? You'd be better with George Wallace and Mama, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if I call and say I got the Heisman Trophy, Tommy, Tommy, man, it's huh? game over for you. Tommy, don't. And 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 you think he think that's gonna be fun? <laughs> right. When you say, OJ, this is nephew Tommy. I get that. <laughs> And you just, just got to be play this morning showing the lane. <laughs> just finish this playtime and don't, don't mess with us. <laughs> finish mama's boy. Yeah, finish mama's boy. <laughs> you know where they cheer so long for you, you can barely get your lines out. Yeah. Speak with this, yeah. yeah, please, please. You know where you're more popular than Johnny yeah. Gill. Yeah. That play. Y'all don't want to prank OJ, man. We could prank the juice, No, man. no, 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 no. What if I prank and tell him we we I'm with Hearst Runner? We want you to come back and do it. <laughs> the pitchman. We want you to come back and run through the airport. And walk but, through but, the airport. Yeah, tell me for but once. we want you to do it with handcuffs on this time. You know, just uh, for once, listen to your uncle for once. He told you to leave on jail. He just got out. <clears throat> All right, stop. Well, he ain't gonna do that. He don't wanna go back much. in. He ain't gonna do that stuff. <laughs> But if you call him, that'll be stupid. Okay. All right, coming up next, today's Strawberry Letter will be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today's Strawberry Letter is up next, and it's a good one. But first, uh, today, 50 Cent says Donald Trump offered him $500,000 to campaign. 50 Cent claims Donald Trump's team offered him $500,000. I said a million dollars to make an appearance during his presidential campaign. I believe it. Yeah. In a recent interview, 50 said the move was an attempt to reach black voters, but not all money is good money. 50 said he turned it down because it wasn't worth it. He also believes 45 ran for president not to actually win, but to build his profile for a bigger deal on television. 50 said his presidency is an accident. If you were a president by accident, you might do some of the things that Donald Trump is doing. Now that, yeah, that makes sense. But I really do believe that they honestly did not think they could win. Absolutely not. Everything. And when they were winning, it was, oh my God, we're winning. Because he didn't have nothing prepared. Mm -hmm. And so what we have is a guy who's never served in public office as the president of the United States. First of all, doesn't know how to play the political game. And then he just he just up there just being himself. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't understand that he's the president of the United States. So he's the dude on the golf course. You're and right. and just he's saying whatever he wants literally. to say. Yeah. Because he's always had a good life. Yeah. So when people are downtrodden and, and have issues and mm-hmm. problems and things like he can't relate to that. Right. He never has. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that, that's why it's going to be so interesting. Are you kidding me? When when he goes there today. Oh, it's not going to be yeah. good at all. Yeah, I'll be surprised man. if he goes. <laughs> Want to know the crowd thing. Thank you all for coming to me. A huge crowd came out today. Yeah. What? I think they'd ask to see if you bought something with <laughs> Yeah, if, if it's a huge crowd, I'm pretty sure they'd have to see if you got some, you got some hey, water man, you know, with some you. Right? Water, some plow, some food, anything. On the back of Air Force One. They don't be nowhere near those people. They're going to have to do that, what they always do. They're going to go have to, going to have to find some Trump people to put around him that are clapping. Mm-hmm. 
That's how they do it, man. They always find. Do you think like at that rally in Arizona? Where do you think they got that black from? Oh, the one black guy with the with ponytail. The, with the ponytail. Yeah. yeah. Blacks for Trump with an S on it. That was That's you the only one up there yeah. by yourself. Well, he he probably got paid fifty cents. He got paid. That's a hundred grand right there. I mean, but he was up there. I mean, you know, but what did they find it? Because they put the people behind the president that they want to have on camera to make it look like a diverse crowd. They get young people. They get mature-looking women, older white men, younger people. They try to make it look different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They try to put a, somebody look like he got a farm. Some people on there with suits. <laughs> somebody look at A farm? <laughs> no, I'm telling you. They really like doing. farmers, like middle America type guys? Yeah. What does that mean? Overalls? Dog, or what, what is look that? A, what dog, they look, look at all the rallies. They put yeah. somebody on with a plaid <laughs> shirt. You yeah. know, her hands still rough. Yeah. Somebody with a suit on, a woman with a T-shirt, a woman with some pearls. They find the one black clapping his ass off. <laughs> like overclapping. <laughs> Everything he says. Overclapping. Standing up. Smiling. Yeah. Oh, that's what you do for 100 grand, though. That's what you do. Well, we don't know that it was 100 grand. But it had to be something. Yeah. 100 grand. That's what Tommy's saying he paid. You know how many black, black people be back there yeah. for a hundred grand? <laughs> and Carla Farrell be right there with them. It no, might be somebody whistling, on this show. Whistling they ass. Why are you playing? Oh, hundred grand. Where's Jay in the stand? Yeah. Yes, and Jay. Ain't got nothing Carla. And, and, and don't give a dog on body. But for a hundred grand, you got right, one of them hats on, flag. Come on, let's get to this letter, nephew. Uh. Buggle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, a strawberry letter. Subject, what kind of man does that? Dear Steve Harvey Morning Show, I'm a 27-year-old mother of two sons, ages 5 and 7. I have a difficult situation and thought I would ask for your advice. I have been legally married to a man for six long years, but separated for three and a half. We have one son together, and he has been in my oldest child's life since he was a baby. Under the religion that I follow... Divorce is not an option for me. We did not have a premar- we did not have premarital sex, so I fell head over heels when he was able to go a year without pressuring me into sleeping with him. Basically, I felt in my heart that God sent this man to me. Well, my husband chose to leave our church, in parentheses, which is his right to do so if he chooses or if he wants, and he left me to move back in with his mother. Well, once he left me, he allowed our house to foreclose, our car to become repossessed, and took what was left in the bank. To make a long story short, not long after he moved in with his mom, he moved a woman and her two kids in his mother's home. He has been with this trick ever since, and they still reside in his mother's home till this day although his mother moved out. Now, he and I are still legally married, and I can't understand why he won't divorce me already. I've not moved on and I'm not dating anyone because, like I said earlier, my beliefs prohibit me from divorce. But please tell me, what kind of man takes care of another woman and her kids but won't divorce the one he's still legally bound to? Also, what do I do when he brings her with him to my place to pick up the kids? Please help. I'm so tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. (laughs) My sentiments exactly, Steve. You know... I mean, you know, I don't know what kind of religion this is. You know, I don't 
presume to think it's any kind. I, I don't know what this is you're involved in. I, I really don't. I don't understand uh, um, a religion or anything that would, um, you know, require you to stay married and not divorce a man that treats you like this. I, I don't get it. I mean, I thought religion was supposed to be a barometer and a guideline for your life, you know, not to dictate. Um, and, and, you know, and you really only have to answer to God here. I, I, I'll just leave it at that. Um, you've been separated from your husband for three and a half years. I mean, he's not been your husband ever since he left you, moved with another woman uh, in his mother's house. Uh, This is not your husband. You're going to continually be in bondage unless you take charge of your life. I mean, you know, I would suggest maybe you going to uh, the people that are the head of your religion and perhaps talking to the minister, the pastor, whatever. I mean, this is a tough situation here, you know, um, I just don't understand what kind of religion this is that would, um, you know, have you stuck in something like this. You're right. You can't move forward unless you deal with this situation. And the only way right now to deal with it is to divorce this man. You're waiting for him to do it. He's not going to do it, obviously. He's okay with how things are. Uh, You're going to have to do it yourself and take charge of your own life and be be accountable and withholding to God, beholding to God. Uh, Steve, uh, this is crazy. Cold cracker. Crazy. You, wow. We got your response coming up. I, yeah, I don't know what to do. tell her. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on with part two of your response to today's Strawberry Letter. What kind of man does this? I don't crazy. know where to start in your letter because every line is filled with ridiculousness. <sighs> so let me just try it this way. Okay. Let's just start with the you so sick and tired of being sick and tired. In my opening remarks this morning, I said what makes a person sick and tired of being sick and tired is when their life is in a rut and it's in doldrums and it's ho-hum and it's going nowhere. What usually puts a person's life into the sick and tired of being sick and tired position is because they don't have a roadmap. They don't have a plan. They don't have any dreams or visions. When you don't have dreams or visions and you, you don't have a roadmap, you don't have a, a map to where you're going in life. This woman is going nowhere. Her whole life was tied to this man. Now, she's in a religion that does not, under the religion that I follow, divorce is not an option for me. Okay, see, here's, here's the crazy part. Let me tell you something, lady, before I give you this answer. You need to get out of your religion with God and get into a relationship with God. That's a deeper understanding than a bunch of rules set up by men. Get into your relationship with God instead of you. See, you're married to your religion. But what about your relationship with God? So let's talk about this. So I don't know your religion, so I'm not blasting at anything like that. But you need to check your relationship with God because I got to ask you a couple questions. Mm-hmm. You believe that God sent this man to you. That's what you believe because basically he didn't pressure you into sleeping with him for a year. and You felt in your heart that God sent you this man. Well, your husband chose to leave your church, which is his right to do if he wants. And he left me to move back in with his mama. Mm, right there. He allowed your house to get foreclosed, your car to be repossessed, and took what was left in the bank. <sighs> then he moved a woman into his mama house with two kids into his mother's home. Mama ain't said nothing about this. This was cool with mama. 
Look, first of all, your man was not a man in the beginning. I don't know mm. what your criteria for manhood is, but you dating a boy. You were <laughs> married to a boy. Your boy not act. Always remember this. Somebody just told it to me. What? Boys shack, men build homes. Mm-hmm. Your boy just liked to shack. When y'all was at home, it wasn't even no good. You've been, you've been married to a boy for a long time. Now, this boy right here to move this woman in with the two kids, you want to know in the letter what kind of man takes care of another woman and her kids but won't divorce the one he's still legally bound to. See, you make a lot of misstatements in this letter. You mean what type of man takes care of another woman's kids but won't take care of his kids? You keep harping on this divorce that your religion say you can't do. And then you say in the letter, you said, uh, uh, I have not moved on and I am not dating anymore because, like I said, my beliefs prevent me from, prohibit me from divorce. Okay, let, let's talk about your beliefs. Do you believe it's okay to be treated this way? Right. We're talking about your beliefs and your religion. Because I don't know what religion makes it okay for you to be treated this way. Right. Okay, do you believe it's now your duty to be stuck in a situation like this? Do you believe that? Because we're talking about your beliefs. Your beliefs are your religion. So now, once again, you need to get out of your religion with God and get into your relationship with God because your religion is contradicting the morality of life itself. Okay, we have to go. Coming up next, Miss Ann is here uh, with today's headlines, and she'll give us, of course, the latest on the Las Vegas shooting. The number of dead as a result of Sunday's mass shooting in Las Vegas keeps rising. Authorities now say 59 people have died in the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history, while some 527 others have been injured, some of those people in critical condition. Authorities say the suspect, 64-year-old Stephen Paddock, is from Mesquite, Nevada. Paddock's brother says he was a multimillionaire real estate investor who liked to gamble and who had bouts of depression. Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo says they found loads of guns in both his house and in the hotel room where he shot all those people and where in the end he committed suicide. We retrieved in the excess of 18 additional firearms, um, some explosives, and several thousand rounds of ammo. All the carnage took place during a country music concert. One of the musicians, guitarist Caleb Keeter of Josh Abbott's band, says surviving that ordeal has changed things for him. Keeter says he used to be a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment about the right to own guns, but no longer. He says he cannot express how wrong he was. Keeter says members of the band's crew had legal firearms on their tour bus, but they were of no use. Keeter now says we need gun control right now. The president and vice president reacted yesterday by observing a moment of silence for the victims on the White House lawn, and Mr. Trump later spoke about the tragedy. In times such as these, I know we are searching for some kind of meaning in the chaos, some kind of light in the darkness. The answers do not come Easy. Of course, late night TV show host Jimmy Kimmel says there are some answers and they are easy ones if we really want to take them. He's had his say. People say this is terrible, but there's nothing we can do about it. But I disagree with that uh, intensely because, of course, there's something we can do about it. But we don't, which is interesting because when someone with a beard attacks us, we tap phones, we invoke travel bans, we build walls, we take every possible precaution to make sure it doesn't happen again. But when an American buys a gun and kills other Americans, then there's nothing we can do about that. Orlando, Newtown, Aurora, San Bernardino, every one of these shootings, the murder used automatic or semi-automatic rifles, which are not weapons you use for self-defense. I don't know why our so-called leaders continue to allow this to happen, or maybe a better question, why do we continue to let them to allow it to happen? 
President Trump is visiting Las Vegas on Wednesday. He said he's praying for those who lost their lives. You know, in February, he also signed a bill that made it easier for people with severe mental illness to buy guns legally. The Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, a number of other lawmakers who won't do anything about this because the NRA has their balls in a money clip, also sent their thoughts and their prayers today. They should be praying. They should be praying for God to forgive them for letting the gun lobby, lobby run this country. That, of course, late-night TV show host Jimmy Kimmel and what he said last night on his show. Former President Obama's reacted. He said, Michelle and I are praying for the victims in Las Vegas. Our thoughts are with their families and everyone enduring another senseless tragedy. Meanwhile, hundreds have turned out to give blood to those in need, and they stay on the lines even though they're told to turn away. And while President Trump is to be in Puerto Rico later today, he'll be in Vegas tomorrow. This is Ann Tripp with a special report. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, did you see yesterday the White House spokeswoman, um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she said Monday that uh, it was too soon to begin a date on gun control, less than 24 hours after the deadliest shooting in U.S. history. Although she reiterated President Trump's support for the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, Sanders did not rule out the idea that the president could lead a bipartisan solution for gun control, but cautioned that legislators should not work on a bill that would impose restrictions on firearms, but fail to stop shootings using uh, Chicago as an example of such a situation. She said, yeah, this is crazy. She said they have the strictest gun laws in the country. That certainly hasn't helped there. That's what she said of Chicago. I think when the time comes for those conversations, uh, conversations, excuse me, to take place, I think we need to look at things that may actually have that real impact. What what do you you need now? I did a whole show on that on my talk show. Mm -hmm. No, lady. The reason Chicago has a problem is because they can drive right across the bridge to Chuck's. Chuck's gun shop. They can drive right across the bridge to Indiana and buy all the guns they want. You know, Indiana touches Illinois. You do know that, Miss Huckabee. Hmm. And if your gun law in the neighboring state just a bridge over the bridge and you can buy anything you want. I had the gun shop on my show and everything. Couldn't get the owner to come talk. You drive right over to Indiana and get anything you want and drive right back over the bridge and your ass in Chicago. Lady, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It hasn't helped in Chicago. No, that's because you can freely, freely bring the gun laws in from across the bridge. Now, you're sitting up here talking about it's too soon. If not, no, now, lady, when? it's actually too damn late. Yeah, yeah. See, mm-hmm. the people are already dead. Mm-hmm. See, yes. but ain't none of your relatives laying over there, though. See, yes. see, yes. but ain't none of your relatives laying over there, though. See, it was your mama or your daddy or your brother or your sister or your child laying over there. Uh, how, how would you be having this too soon conversation? Oh, it's easy, man, when it ain't your ass. See, that's what killed me about these people, man. It ain't ever they ass. They ass ain't ever been poor, so they don't know how poor people feel. They ain't never been oppressed, so they don't know how oppression feel. They don't. They ain't ever been shot for no damn reason, so they can't imagine that. They ain't buried their kids because of some brutality, or they ain't got to go visit their kids for some fake dope getting put on them. They, they don't know what that is. They didn't know that. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. These people are out of touch. 
Yeah. It's too soon to talk about. Really? You tell have them to people. It tell them the it's victims. too soon. That's burying their loved ones. Jeez. That's making funeral arrangements right now. Yeah. Tell them the it's victims. too soon. Yeah. Because yeah. it look like it's too late to me. I'm really starting to not like this Huckabee girl, no how. <laughs> she be up there, man. She lie harder than Spicer. And then she try to she try to play it off with a put a little smirk on her face. Yeah. That one I don't like. Don't lie to me and smirk. <laughs> I'm starting to get pissed off with the smirk. Hey, hey. <laughs> you look, look. Sarah Huckabee, see, here's what kills me. Sarah Huckabee, you know, we get in whatever political party we want to get in. And then we just hold the party line, right or wrong. Sarah Huckabee, you could never come on TV and tell these people it's too early to talk about gun laws. Sarah Huckabee, but then you say he may lead a bipartisan group, but then say, but don't expect him because he supports the Second Amendment. He got to say that. Mm -hmm. Because that's the party line to support the Second Amendment. There's a base of people that want to do that. And this amendment is so wide, has a right to bear arms, that they actually make it like it's for sportsmanship and hunting. The gun laws we're trying to come up with is assault rifles, stuff that you can't take hunting. So you can't take an assault rifle and shoot a deer. And what do you need a silencer for to shoot, to hunt? Because that's not for hunting, that's for robbery. (laughs) Yeah. And the reason, okay, now, okay, now you ready for this? The reason they want silencers to be easier to get because you can have more crime. Mm-hmm. If you have more crime, you can sell more guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know who missing this. Yeah. Because I sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what the hell are you trying to sell more silences? Yeah. And and Hillary got so, I mean, you know, just That's criticized on her, though. yeah, for campaigning, you know, to talk about uh, the gun laws and things like that and gun control. She got so criticized for doing that. They even um, showed this uh, city up north Minnesota somewhere like this Mm -hmm. where it was legal to carry a gun it was a gun carry state like an open carry state Uh yeah they were all at this barbecue all these families and everybody had a gun strapped on Mm -hmm. now let, let me tell you something about carrying a gun the gun serves no purpose unless you use it right it's a lot easier to pull a gun out if you got it on you. So I don't see how that even makes no damn sense. Man, Man. Twin Peaks, it's just over and over and over. But well, it's okay because it's sad, man. You'd think they would do something because all of those senators that got shot at that baseball game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, One just damn. got back, yeah. You got to know that Police. they love mm-hmm. more, more money than they love more than safety because if that didn't get the law changed when they shot a few of them, I didn't know what. I said, I bet we get something done. Now, we ain't getting the damn thing done. Yeah. Let's continue, Steve, to just pray for these families, for these victims right now because this is we're living yeah. in hard times, rough times right now. We have to do something, and we'll be back. So we're going to get back to the show before I lose my damn you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Right, many people, uh, as we've been discussing across the country, are, are just still stunned and shocked and in awe about the tragic news of this deadly mass shooting 
at um, at the Country Music Festival in Vegas. Uh, so many people were killed. More than 500, 500 people were injured. The incident happened during the Route 91 Harvest Festival concert. And according to various reports, the gunfire began... Um, you know, while Jason Aldean, I should say, that was the headliner, was on stage. And many people thought it sounded like fireworks. They right. they soon realized, as we were saying earlier, something very different was going on. Witnesses say that the sound appeared to be coming from the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino and that the shooting was downward into the crowd below. That's another thing. You know, the elevation uh, you know of it all. He it, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't at ground level like like you know a lot of the other um, incidents have been. This is someone above you shooting down on you, which is really horrible. You know, shooting down into the crowd below. I I know it, it's just unthinkable. President Trump addressed the nation following the mass shooting. Uh, the president was somber. He really was as he sought to strike notes of grief, unity, and hope. Take a listen. Hundreds of our fellow citizens are now mourning the sudden loss of a loved one, a parent, a child, a brother or sister. We cannot fathom their pain. We cannot imagine their loss. To the families of the victims, we are praying for you and we are here for you. And we ask God to help see you through this very dark period. Yes, and the president also thanked the first responders because they were on it. They were yes, really they were. on it in Vegas. I mean... And, and they had no idea no. that they were going to be overwhelmed the way they were when they arrived on the scene. Yeah. So the yeah. fact okay, that they... Does anybody know, how, how, did he, how did the gunman, because I haven't heard this discussion, how did he end up dead? He killed himself. He killed himself. Yeah, he shot himself. <sighs> he shot himself. Yeah. That's what I be talking about, man. Look, if you gonna look, you sick of your life, man. Go somewhere and be sick of your life. What is the killing all innocent. these innocent people for? Yeah, and it went on. They say for like ten to fifteen minutes, Steve, just out there, just shooting, just shooting. you know. I mean, and then there would be silence. Then more shots would come. Then silence. Then more Hundreds. shots would come. Yeah. How, how, how many people have been pronounced? Uh, well, at last count, it was 59. Jeez. Yeah. 59. 59. And then over 527, at last count, were um, were injured. It was 22,000 people there. Yeah. People injured. Injured, injured yeah. yeah. 22,000 yeah. people, though, the crowd estimate uh, at the concert. And what I was also hearing was that when when the police tried to get into the hotel, to the Mandalay Bay, trying to figure out where he was, mm-hmm. you know, when they looked up and saw that the the, the fire, the smoke detector in the hotel yeah, room went off. Yeah. Went off because of all of that, you know, ammunition. The and they yeah. Were tr- yeah. They were trying to get into the hotel room. And obviously that's when they discovered mm-hmm. uh, he had killed himself along with all of this ammunition that he had around him yeah. this arsenal of firearm that he had yeah. and you break the window out at mandalay bay that's not he a, used a hammer window. yeah i used a hammer uh to, to and it was two windows he had that corner suite steve and two windows he broke so they said he set up two guns and you know yeah that on a, on a tripod and mm-hmm. so he was going back and forth back and forth oh just unbelievable 
And then they went to his home. He lived, uh, about, I guess, about 80 miles outside of Vegas. And he had like 18 additional firearms and explosives at his home. Oh, yeah. yeah, in Mesquite. Mesquite, he, Nevada. And then he has a... retired an accountant. Mm-hmm. A retired accountant. Uh, this man was Steve. And he um, gambled. He yeah. gambled a lot. He played a $100 poker hand. He was and, supposed to be pretty know. wealthy, right? Yeah, he mm-hmm. was comfortable. They mm-hmm. said he lived, you know, very comfortable in a nice area. And people are just... In a retirement community. Yeah, they yeah. don't understand what happened. You know, he's never been in trouble with the law so far from what they're saying. Mm-hmm. He has never been in trouble with the law. But um, his father... Oh, boy. His dad, Steve. His dad was one of the FBI most wanted. He was a bank Um, robber. and Bank robber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't don't really have a lot to say because I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here. I keep saying gun control. I keep saying gun control. We keep saying in police brutality. We keep saying, we keep saying, we just keep saying, man. Yeah. Um, and I'm, 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 you know, I feel so horrible for the families, for the, all the innocent people, mm-hmm. man. Just out to have a nice time in the evening yeah. with some demented butthole. Ain't got nothing going on right in his life. Got some demented thought. They're going to decide to kill a bunch of folks. Just shoot Man, into an open please. crowd. I mean, just, he it was like he was a hunter and they were the prey. And he just opened fire on them for absolutely no reason. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But but the, the first responders, I mean, all the people that are working in the hospitals and the trauma centers, because they had to get those people out of there and, you know, to the hospitals. A lot of people died at the hospital. Um, yeah. You know that the were shot on the said scene. They just kept coming. Yeah, they kept coming. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. Later on, of course, I mean, we know that things happen in the world, but we're here to do our job as well, and the show must go on. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. He's sorry, so sorry, <laughs> that his flights were paid for by you, the taxpayers. And now, Health Secretary Tom Price is promising to reimburse us, the American taxpayers, a portion of the cost for his use of private jets. Helping we want you, all of it. Yeah, money. we want everything. We want all of it back. Yeah, I thought he resigned, he resigned anyway. Yeah. yeah. He oh, yeah, he uh-huh. resigned. Yeah, he did. He resigned uh, September 29th. Um, <laughs> after he took private chartered flights at significant government expense. Significant. In a statement, Price said he will write a personal check to the Treasury for his expenses on the private charter flights used for government business. There you See, go. A wise man once like said, the dollars? secret to BS, uh-huh. the mm-hmm. secret to BS mm-hmm. is knowing when to stop. Mm. See, and he mm. didn't know when to stop. He yeah. just didn't know when to stop. You know, you can't spend mm. that much money uh, of other people's money flying around and thinking that somebody ain't going to catch you, man. But so, he chartered a plane from Philly to D.C. 
Yeah, it takes a train. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It's, it's an hour. It's an hour drive. That's what everybody says. Why yeah. didn't he just take I mean, the train? I mean, it's a train. It's mm-hmm. really a cool ride. It's a great we've, ride. We've, yeah. we've been on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a yeah. nice ride, man. Yeah. yeah. Except if you ride with Monica and you get on the quiet car. <laughs> <laughs> she don't know a damn thing about being quiet. Uh-uh. They are very serious about that quiet cut. Man, man, you can't. My... So why is everybody, Mr. H, you want an extra Coke? Monica, Monica, you talking too loud. Why is I'm talking? I'm just talking in my regular voice. Monica, <laughs> be looking up so hard at her. Well, you know what? I'm telling you, Steve, there ain't nothing like the look you get from a white person when they want you to be quiet. It is most amazing amazing look ever, man. (laughs) Follow by, come on, guy, come on. Come on. He's talking. (laughs) Are you for real? (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be playing. Check your phones. I'm gonna show you what they... Well, while we're checking our phones, uh, I'll tell you that um, American Idol producers finally have their man, okay? I'm talking about one Lionel Richie. They got Lionel? Uh, oh, yes, my goodness. He has finally agreed to be a judge. That's going to be cool. Yeah, he's going to join Katy Perry and Luke Bryan mm-hmm. when auditions start in just a few days. But the show's talent budget is well back in the rearview mirror. Um, Katy is getting $25 million. We know that, Katy yeah. Perry. Oh, Lionel's money. Uh, Luke is reportedly getting $13 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Show host Ryan Seacrest is getting $15 million. You okay. know they got to yeah, pay, pay him. And then Lionel is said to be getting $10 million. I, I'm surprised they even have $10 million left after all this. But you know what? That's the only Katie show. understand. They got plenty money. They got plenty money. And that's the only show that people have really stepped and really made it off mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Not taken away from The Voice. It's a great show. Yeah, it's a great show. But in terms of people it. having a career... Mm-hmm. American Idol is really the only one that's... Yeah, you, you can really say, oh, she won yeah, she Fantasia, will, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, American Idol. That has Carrie not Underwood. happened with The yes. Voice. That Carrie Underwood is a no, star. No, it, it hasn't. But Jennifer Hudson is on um, The yeah, Voice. Yeah, but she's Voice. from American Idol, yeah. right? right. She's yeah. really mm-hmm. good on there, too, her and Miley Cyrus yeah. and... Um, Lake Shelton. Mm-hmm. Good show, good show. American Idol will premiere on ABC next year, most likely in March, so we can see Lionel Richie as a yeah. judge. That'll be interesting. Say you like say that. me. Mm-hmm. All night long. Yeah, I think so. There's a young lady from L.A., I think Janice Freeman, she's going to be on um, The Voice, and she did real good. Oh, so okay. All right. Yeah. We'll look out for her. Yeah, yeah, The Voice is good. The Voice is good. All right, guys, we'll be back after this, and then when we come back... Um, We'll talk some more. (laughs) That's what we'll do on this crazy show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Gun control, of course, you know, is a legitimate issue here. Uh, We need action. Former Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton, amid the fallout of the massacre in Vegas, turned the political spotlight on a gun bill that's currently making its way through the House. The crowd fled at the sound of gunshots. Imagine the deaths if the shooter had a silencer, which the NRA wants to make easier to get, she tweeted. She wrote later, our grief isn't enough. We can and must put politics aside Stand up to the NRA and work together to try and stop this from happening again. Exactly. If not now, when? Then when when are we going to ever deal with this issue? Well, see, the NRA <laughs> is only strong not because of the amount of money they make, but the amount of money that they give mm-hmm. to political campaign mm-hmm. and lobbyists. 
they give a tremendous amount of money to them. That way, they control what the gun laws are. Now, until these politicians who accept money from this group decides that people's lives and the community is more important than their particular lifestyle or desire to be Senate or Congressman, it's not going to change. So they're going to keep taking this money. I don't see how we can put a stop to this because these people know good and hell well we need gun laws. They know it, but the NRA wants to keep record arms sales. They make money every time a gun is sold. Every time a gun is traded, somebody got to come get a new one. They make money like that. So now here they come. Now all these people sitting here, man, just making money off the NRA sales of guns. They give them to the politicians. And these people are so gutless and hide behind this hidden money to act like, well, we just gonna, it's America, it's the Second Amendment that you have a right to bear arms. Everybody don't need no damn gun, and the dude in Vegas shouldn't have had none. Nope, nope, no. So now while we sitting up here saying every American got the right, every American don't have the right. You must be crazy, man. Because you don't have to go through any type of psychological tests or anything. Yeah. Yeah. That is nut with all these damn guns. Something wrong with him. Mm, yeah. He didn't got a sweet and killed all these people. Yeah, but we still steady sitting up here talking about this old ass amendment we got. See, they make amendments when they can't get around it no more. But because the Constitution is amended, don't mean the people is right. Everyone in this country has an inalienable right to the pursuit of happiness, unless you black driving a car. Mm. Come on, tell the what? truth. So <laughs> now here we go again. Now we got now who who else got to die? See, How many? How many people have to die? Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. If not now, when? If if we don't talk about this now, after the worst American tragedy in modern history, when are we going to talk about this? I was talking to it, two men from London yesterday. You know what they said? What's wrong with you guys? Yeah, yeah. But if we say it with this British accent, then we we get shunned. Piss Morgan can't talk about it. I can't bring it up, but it's not right. You guys have got to do something. Okay, everybody know that but us? No, because we the ones over here making money off of it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Stephen Paddock, the gunman who killed at least so many people. I mean, oh, golly. Uh, anyway, I don't even... Uh, and injured over 500 in Las Vegas before taking his own life. Uh, he had multiple weapons uh, of arsenal, uh, firearms, explosives, and ammo in his 32nd floor room at the Mandalay Bay uh, in Vegas. He checked in on last Thursday. He used a hammer to break the two windows and then fired onto the crowd at the Route 91 Harvest Fest across the street. Uh, authorities say that hotel staffers, such as maids, were in and out of the room. No one reports having seen anything unusual. Take a listen at a female eyewitness as she recalls the seconds after the shooting started. Everyone was just like literally laying on top of each other, trying to get out of the way. And the shots just kept coming. And we ran and everybody's hiding everywhere. I mean, they're hiding under the bleachers and the stanchions and anywhere they could. And everyone's telling us to run, run as fast as you can. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, can you just imagine, you know, what those people must have gone through, what they're going through? It's absolutely horrible. It's horrific. Yes. And you know what? We got to do something. Yes, we do. How many before we do something? Because right now, man, reacting to it ain't enough. It's too late. I mean, hats off to the first responders and everything. I'm not talking about that type of reaction. I'm talking about what we got to keep going through before somebody passes some bills to say, hey, man, we're going to slow this way down. It's a bill, man. All we got to do is pass a bill. Well, what what is the what's in the bill? You what what is it? It, 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 really, bill, really, well, really? Let me tell really, you guys. Hey, Steve. listen to me. The the bill that they want to do now is going to make buying a silencer easy. That's because crazy. It's yes. easier That's because crazy. a silencer is really no one should have a silencer. No, absolutely. Unless not. you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Right. That's what a silencer's for. If you don't want anybody to hear you shooting, here comes a silencer. Mm-hmm. Well, now they want to be able to make it easier to buy a silencer. That's not our damn problem, though. Our damn problem is the Second Amendment that needs amending. Well, that's what Hillary's saying. Put politics aside. Stand up to the NRA. That's what she's saying. That's why them damn skinheads, them punk-ass clans, and them white supremacist hate groups can get a permit. Because we America. We can get a permit and walk down a peaceful street to tell everybody how much we hate them. And we get our ass a permit. I don't understand how we keep doing this. They're not protesting. The Klan is not protesting. The skinheads and, and the white supremacists are not protesting. They're promoting a line of thinking. Protest is different. Protest is some signs fighting against something. And what you can't do is fight against the life of somebody else. You don't like Jews, blacks, and gays, so now here you come. Hold on, man. You can't get a permit for that. See, see, see we so free. We, we so free, we stupid. We stupid free. We one country that really, really need to pull back on some of the freedoms. Yeah, yeah. Nah, because nah. if you're telling me if you're telling me, since you want to have this argument about this kneeling for the flag and the honoring the soldiers, which I do, you're trying to tell me that these brave men and women that are over here fighting for our freedom is the freedom that your ass can walk in a gun and turn around and turn it on a bunch of people. That's what they're over there for. Because like I think they'd all wild, come wild home west. if you told them that's what they was over there for. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but this, I this Second do. Amendment needs adjusting. Yeah. It does. Yeah, this, it, it really this does. Bill Steve. that they call it, Steve, the Sportsman's Heritage and Recreational Enhancement Act, mm-hmm. and it, it is uh, normally serves to enhance opportunities to hunt and fish on federal land, but it also includes provisions that will abbreviate the costly background check required to buy suppressors, which we know are suppressors. silencers. It's a damn silencer. Yes, that's a you, silencer. Nobody needs a silencer unless you're doing something wrong. Right, and why are yeah. we trying to abbreviate it? <laughs> Come on, we gotta go.
help your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might Steve Harvey contest, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. 
in recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.